No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Have you ever wondered where all the nations came from? What happens when a man tries to build a monument to himself? Nothing but confusion. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 11, right here on Simply the Bible. My grandson loves to build. He loves to watch Bob the Builder. He builds all kinds of creations with Legos. We are built to build. But not all building is good. And sometimes God must undo what we have worked so hard to build. Our story today takes us to the pinnacle of man's ambition and God's wise response to it. We pick it up in Genesis 11. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. After the flood, everyone spoke the same language. It probably was in Hebrew because the names in the genealogies so far only have meanings in the Hebrew language. They moved from the east, some translations say eastward, to Shinar, which literally means country of two rivers. It described the region between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, which became known as Babylonia and corresponds to modern-day Iraq. Verse 3, Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The building of the Tower of Babel is thought to have been about a hundred years after the flood. There weren't any stones around, so they began to manufacture mud bricks, which they fired in a kiln to make them very strong. It was good technology. Some of these structures exist to the present day. However, so often it isn't what we do, but why we do it that matters most. They committed themselves to a building project, but they were defying the Lord's command to fill the earth. They wanted their tower to reach into the heavens to make a name for themselves so they wouldn't have to be scattered. It was all about what they wanted. It was about their glory. We know from chapter 10 that Nimrod built Babel, Nineveh, and other cities. He was building himself an empire. Babel would be the capital, and the tower would be the magnet. This would be his legacy, and others were caught up in the dream. They were not the only ones to build a monument to themselves. The tower was also for idolatrous worship. It was a ziggurat, and many still stand today. They were built to be observatories to follow the signs of the Zodiac. This was the beginning of astrology and the worship of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Babel, which became Babylon, was the source of all false religions. In Revelation, Babylon is called the mother of harlots, referring to the spiritual adultery for which she is responsible. Noah built an ark in obedience to the Lord to save his family and the living creatures of the earth. Nimrod built a tower in opposition to the Lord to make a name for himself. 
Are we building our own Tower of Babel? Are we building our own empire or seeking to make a name for ourselves? Are we building a monument so that others will remember us? Or are we building the kingdom of God for his glory? Verse 5. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. Since God already knows everything, the phrase the Lord came down to see is no doubt a figure of speech, but it shows how carefully God examines our works before passing judgment. God knew that man was tremendously capable. If he continued this course, then nothing would be impossible for him to achieve. So what's wrong with that, you may ask? Their technology was outpacing their theology. Already they were defying God's commandment, thinking they knew better. They were falling into the same sin as Lucifer, who said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Nothing much has changed since then. We easily choose technology over obedience and making a name for ourselves over worshiping the true and living God. Self-idolatry has corrupted the human heart. For the sake of humanity's welfare, God could not allow this to go unchecked. Verse 7. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. God conferred with himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, saying, let us go down and confuse their language. There are so many methods God could have chosen to end this project. He could have sent an earthquake and raised the tower to the ground. He could have sent a plague and killed them all. But God was gracious and wise. He introduced a separator into humanity, the diversity of languages. When you hear someone speaking a language you don't understand, that person is a foreigner to you and you are a foreigner to them. Communication is essential for cooperation. Without it, there could be no more building. Imagine what it would be like to go to work the next day and suddenly everyone around you is speaking a different language and you couldn't understand. Supervisors gave instructions to their workers who just stared at them. Workers wondered why their bosses were speaking gibberish. Chaos and frustration ensued. The people naturally gravitated to others who understood them and they understood. Groups formed around their language, and they decided it was best to separate from the others and form their own colonies. God's mission was accomplished, and nothing was destroyed in the process other than their pride. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. God was sovereign in this dispersion. It was his purpose to scatter them everywhere. I cannot help but think of what Mary said to her relative Elizabeth when she knew that she was pregnant with God's son. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud 
in the imagination of their hearts. We must remember that God's ways are not our ways. I have been through two church splits in my life, and they were truly painful events. At the time, I didn't see how any good could come of it. But with the passage of time, I learned to accept it as from the hand of the Lord. Satan may have intended it for evil, but God used it for good. As wise King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3.5, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. The people scattered from Shinar to their separate families throughout the earth because God confused the languages. The city was called Babel or Babylon, which means confusion. Now, it is interesting that God intervened in human languages once again. In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, as people were gathered in Jerusalem from all over the Mediterranean, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples so that they spoke in other languages that they didn't know. Each person heard the praises of God being spoken in their own native dialect. God used various languages to bring the gospel to the nations so that they could be made one in Christ. Really, it was sort of the reverse of the Tower of Babel. This anticipates the unity we will all share when Christ returns to reign on earth. Then Babylon won't be the center of civilization, but rather Jerusalem. According to Zechariah 8.3, Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion, and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. And that high place will last forever. We now come to the account of the generations leading from Shem to Abram. There were 10 generations from Adam's son Seth to Noah and 10 generations from Noah's son Shem to Abram. Its main purpose is to identify the lineage ultimately leading to Christ. Verse 10. This is the genealogy of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begot Arphaxed, two years after the flood. After he begot Arphaxed, Shem lived 500 years and begot sons and daughters. Arphaxed lived 35 years and begot Selah. After he begot Selah, Arphaxed lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Selah lived 30 years and begot Eber. After he begot Eber, Selah lived 403 years and begot sons and daughters. Eber lived 34 years and begot Peleg. After he begot Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and begot sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and begot Reu. After he begot Reu, Peleg lived 209 years and begot sons and daughters. Reu lived 32 years and begot Serug. After he begot Serug, Reu lived 207 years and begot sons and daughters. Serug lived 30 years and begot Nahor. After he begot Nahor, Serug lived 200 years and begot sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and begot Terah. After he begot Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and begot sons and daughters. Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Nahor and Haran. Noah lived to see the 128th birthday of Abram's father, Terah. 
Shem didn't die until Abram was 150 years old. <laughs> Imagine having a family reunion with your great, 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 great grandson being 150 years old. Think of how much you could learn if you lived that long. Think of how good you'd get it knowing what not to say to your spouse. Today's takeaways. It's easy for Babylon to creep into our hearts. Building is good. We have been built to build, but what is our motivation? Are we building a monument to ourselves? I would like to close with Psalm 127, the only psalm I'm aware of that was written by Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Don't strive to build a work of the flesh for your own glory, but rather trust in the Lord to complete his good work in you for his glory. You'll sleep better at night. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address and we would love to hear from you. Join us as we continue through the book of Genesis on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.